1973, Exorcist came out. <laughs> what an intro. Good evening, everyone. We are <laughs> back and live as hell. What are you laughing at, J-Mac? <laughs> 1973, Exorcist came out. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> uh, by the way, the comments are strong already tonight. We have Edster3. I tricked my parents into taking me to see the movie way back when. It was playing at the driving theatre when I was a kid. I remember it being the last movie of the night. Big mistake. You read the next one, J-Mac. Also from Edster. <laughs> I heard about the barf bags, people passing out. Yeah, I got to see this. That girl's face gave me nightmares for a year. I dreamed she was on <laughs> I dreamed she was on my top bunk. She'd hang over the side and stare at me. Mate. <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> You're not the only one. <coughs> Excuse me. She also goes on to say her face an inch from mine. I'd wake up shaking to this day still. <laughs> Dude, then we'll get we'll get into this. <laughs> really, we will. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. <laughs> well, that's brilliant. That. You're you've taken your childhood trauma to adulthood. Class. <laughs> still hate that face, says Edster. Edster three. I don't think we've seen you on this uh, this year podcast before. Oh, welcome. So w- welcome, welcome to the Jabber Jabber podcast. Yo yo, guys, says Heather Dauffer, and the man himself, the man responsible for all this amazing artwork that you see <laughs> in and out the Jibber Jabber podcast. Make sure to check him out. See Matthewman Designs, Craig Matthewman. Howdy, see captains. That. See Howdy, what I captains. did there. I see what you did there. That was very clever. <laughs> Nicely done. Kevin figured it out yet? No. No, Captain Howdy. Eh? Captain Howdy. Captain Howdy, ah, right, got you. Ah, the old Ouija board thing. There you go. Ah, crazy, man. Speaking of <laughs> Deep Ouija dive, board. Mate. Deep dive. <laughs> Speaking of Ouija boards. This movie has a Ouija board on it, and that's kind of how it all comes to be, but we'll get into that just, just, just momentarily. We are with you tonight to talk about the masterpiece. That's what it's cried for all these years. The masterpiece that is The Exorcist. Came out in 1973. William Friedkin. That's his name. Friedkin. <laughs> I, I read it as Friedkin. I read it as Friedkin for so many years. Like, oh, that's a stupid name, Friedkin. Like cooked, <laughs> cooked family, Friedkin. <laughs> uh, but no, it's uh, Friedkin. <laughs> Friedkin. Uh, big William Friedkin. <laughs> big Wally. Big Wally. Big Wally. Big Wally. So it was basically a book to begin with. Um, it was written by some fella who was called William, William Peter, Peter Blatty. Big Blatty boy. <laughs> Blatty boy. Yeah, yeah, Blatty boy. <laughs> You're about writing back demons. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I need to settle down. Settle ah, down. You're too excited tonight, man. I'm excited. Excitable. I'm looking forward to talking about this. I'm looking forward to talking about this. So, I. It was a book made into a movie, and at the at that point in time, this movie is what had folk up. This was the very first time I think uh, that's in recent memory of. I think that's where it kind of started. People were leaving the cinema. It was that scary. People were leaving the cinema. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. this is this is where it starts. This is the OG of folk were leaving the cinema. I mean, that's pretty much what you should say on this director's cut. Get the that creepy bitch out my face. <laughs> folk were leaving the cinema it was that good <laughs> uh, th- this have is ever, pretty much what happened have you ever walked out of a movie 
not through fear or anything just like just like nah no 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 for me. no no i haven't no yeah i think i've only done it twice um one of them oh, was with you exactly <laughs> i sorry i shouldn't have done that janice janice is She's joining back. us again tonight guess who's back back again janice is back tell my friend hey jmac she's back <laughs> you tell your friend let's <laughs> <laughs> see what i done there uh nice to see you again janice we have missed <clears throat> you absolutely we have today we're talking about the exorcist right jmac i'm just gonna go straight into this now here okay first experience of the movie right you tell me what your first experience of it because you you will have heard about this movie long before you watched it correct uh, yeah, it was one of the one of these notorious films that was banned for so many years. In fact, it was banned uh, by the BBFC in the um, UK until it got its twenty uh, fifth anniversary release in nineteen ninety eight. Um, and that, it was it was one of the first uh, DVDs that I ever bought. Um, so yeah, it was uh, extremely notorious. Even even the the, the the word the exorcist the, the mm-hmm. exorcist nobody knew what an exorcist was it was just that was the, that was the name of that film that mm-hmm. scary film was called the exorcist as far as we knew an exorcist was the demon the wee lassie whatever nobody yeah. nobody really had a clue well as a kid anyway uh, my first experience of watching it i actually had a, a pirate video of it um back in <laughs> you're mighty you've been watching this <laughs> <laughs> it was probably back in 1996 97 um and i, I saw it when i saw it i've been 12 13ish when i first seen it and uh, uh personally it didn't affect me that much um or i didn't think it did but we'll get into that uh, well uh, but, first... but it's a masterpiece it really is mate the first time i watched it right was i think i was in my teens because it wasn't it like you gotta remember i grew up on the gate right <laughs> i grew up on stuff like stephen king's it the original miniseries i had cousins that would be like, here come and watch us they tell you all right and i'll get done in <laughs> go in and there's freddy krueger fucking ripping somebody's mouth through her, through their front door right by the time i watched this i was like <laughs> <laughs> what is this? This is the scary, right? But there is an element of to it that as an adult I find scarier now watching than I did as a teen. So my first my first time watching it was at a, a, a pal's house. You know, oh we've got the exorcist, come and watch it. Ah, let's let's do it. Went and watched the exorcist. Didn't think it was that scary, didn't appreciate it at the time I watched it, the first time I watched it. So for many years I just went like ah, it's the exorcist. And it would, you know, my, my memories of the movie was just, you know, your mother sucks cock in hell and uh, <laughs> the whole spewing and all that. And then Scary Movie came along, Scary Movie 2, and that kind of, <laughs> it took it to a, a whole new level for me. <laughs> She's uh, lying in the bed like, so horrible. Fuck me, fuck me. Like, <laughs> okay. Comments. <laughs> G-Mac, I thought you were going to say about going to going out of GP when we were <laughs> we and it went with you with Major FOMO. Um I don't know what FOMO is. Uh, GP is um oh fear of missing out. Uh, yeah, what happened was uh, we went to see Jurassic Park in 1993 huh. and I'll just say it Heather. I got scared and had to be taken out by my mum. <laughs> Uh, and Heather came with us because she knew that I would get taken for food or something. She didn't want to miss out. 
<laughs> so, I didn't know that uh, you'd get the food, man. That's, uh, that's, that's what happened. Um, Janice uh, gave me nightmares when I first saw it. Um, again, actually, Janice, how old were you when you first seen it? Because I'm assuming you probably weren't old enough to see it when it came out. I'm going to say that, but you, it was probably around when you were... Um, I was doing the rounds when you were a teen, I, I would imagine. Marv Dogger, the man, he's back. Marv Dogger, I can remember vividly when this film came back to the UK in 1998 and seeing the VHS, <laughs> VHS, uh, <laughs> the VHS tapes everywhere and dude, the TV spots. I, 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 I lied a minute ago. I said it was the first DVD I ever bought. It wasn't. I bought it on VHS. I still rem- I remember it had a really smooth cover and it, it didn't open like a, a click box VHS tape. It was like it, it slipped over. Um, it, it just, it was like a box that closed over itself. Really nice, smooth opening action on the VHS cover. He might remember that as well. Um, but yeah, it wasn't the first DVD I bought. The first DVD I bought was uh, Way of the Dragon. <laughs> nice. Bobby Dehanna says, couldn't agree more. And your elevation of The Exorcist being a masterpiece, incredible movie. Well, we are going to get right into that. That was evaluation. Evaluation. What did that say? Evolution. But I did not say <laughs> evolution. I said elevation. Get it run, Jamie. Young Jamie, play it back. Hi, <laughs> right. I'm gonna. <laughs> Marv Dogger said I had a sleepover at my friends at one of my friends, and his dad had bought the VHS, so we watched that before. Before bad and yeah. That before bad, and yeah, I didn't sleep the whole night. <laughs> like, oh, and oh, before bed, right? And yeah. yeah, I didn't sleep the whole night. Oh, isn't I, isn't autocorrect a bastard? <laughs> I know, I know. It gets me all the time, man. Uh, Janice says I was born in 1970, so I was a teen when it came out. Three oh, you were three team. when you came out. <laughs> <laughs> it probably came out actually, correct again. <laughs> it, would, it would have come out. It would have come out on home video uh, when she was a teen, because yeah, that's when home video was smashing the market. Um, because remember she's American and they and they don't ban stuff over there like they do here, like guns. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, yeah, I remember the VHS. Anyway, where were we? Matthew when he <laughs> says, went to see this when it got released in the cinema when it got unbanned. <laughs> Me and my mate went for a few too many beers beforehand and pissed ourselves laughing the whole way through. Quoting, repossessed. Repossessed was a, <laughs> Repossessed, it was aye. a parody. It was a parody of The Exorcist Leslie that I've Nielsen. never seen. There was something in my mind. I remember seeing trailers for Repossessed when I was growing up, and I was like, I knew that it was a kind of piss take of The Exorcist, but I, I never had the urge to see it because I'd never seen The Exorcist. Um, mm-hmm. And also in my mind, it had Michael J. Fox in it. Um, but I remember IMDb in it, and it's not Michael J. Fox. But in my, it's like a Mandela effect for me. Like I could swear Michael J. Fox was in the trailers. That's like me with uh, Billy Crystal being in the Bean movie, Mr. Bean movie, and that's no Billy Crystal. No, it's Peter McNichol. But he's so like Billy Crystal, right? Ah, he's small and small. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like having an argument with a woman one time, and like Billy Crystal is in the Mr. Bean movie. Trust me. I was like, I bet all my guitars on it. She looked up and was like, see, he's no. I'm like, well, <laughs> that ain't good. <laughs> so I think need- with, it, with, with The Exorcist, what kind of set it, what set it apart from, like you mentioned A Nightmare on Elm Street a minute ago, uh, those kind of fun slasher movies. Um, I've ever, I wonder if Johnny Depp looks back on that and goes, oh, that would have been so much easier than dealing with this bitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, it, you get fun horror movies, and then you get The Exorcist, um, 
it's not fun. It's it's not even entertaining. It's it's just uh, I'll think of a descriptive descriptive word for it as we go along. Well, let's look at it. It kind of kicks off where they're in Afghanistan, Iraq. Iraq, yeah. They're in Iraq. <laughs> Americans uh, made the same mistake. <laughs> <laughs> not all of them. Uh, not, not having a go, Janice. Uh, <laughs> um, there was actually there was a rumor. That, there was a rumor that uh, George Bush only invaded Iraq because he couldn't spell Afghanistan. <laughs> anyway, so then he monetized again. <laughs> They're in uh, Iraq digging, of course, because that's what you do. And they buy, they find Big Mad Pazuzu, or at least that's what the what, what I got from it, right? What? Pretty sure that's his actual, his full, his full name. <laughs> well, he's Big half Bart, mate. <laughs> he's, well, I'm going to be careful what I say here, because I'm not wanting it all kicking off with me either. But then again, is it that easy? <laughs> so he finds what looks to be a Pazuzu head in, in the ground. He's digging away. Out comes the Pazuzu head. Breaks a wee bit half. Goes to kind of chill. All the folk are doing their thing. They're all drinking out of what looks to be a Pazuzu snout. Praying and all that stuff. And then that's it. <laughs> it shows you him back home. Right? Now, <laughs> what was he doing there? What was that? That was my throat. You sure? <laughs> It was like, it just made this really weird noise. Eh? <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> Look at that face. <laughs> it's all right, calm down, I'm fine. Ah, for now, you start going green and spewing in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> That's not being possessed. <laughs> um, I don't know why he was there, actually. Like, I don't know what a priest is doing in an archaeological dig. I don't know if that's like a common common practice for the Catholic Church to... Well, I heard that he'd actually had previous with Pazuzu. Right? Uh, thought, yes. Previously, and that Pazuzu actually wanted to smash Merrin. Right? Which is why when Merrin first enters the house as he's walking up the stairs, when Reagan's getting all... Rrr! All you hear is I go... Merrin! And he's yeah. like... Oh. Here we go. For, for so long, I thought she was yelling the word burn, but I was like, I don't think she's saying burn. It was a burn. Um, now, but let's, yeah. just, let's just look at that for a second, mate. Imagine you walk into a house, right? You hit like, we David gives you a phone, he's like, ah, Right, look, go and come and possess, unpossess my child, right? Gear a wee exorcism, <laughs> go and unpossess my Wayne. So like, I didn't possess her. <laughs> I just say that to a priest. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Anyways, so he comes into the house, right? Literally, and <laughs> he goes up the stairs, and all you hear is this Dreamac. You're like, nope. Well, actually, nope. in scary in scary movie, he kind of does that. Remember, he kind of walks in and sees him, and he's like, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be a genuine reaction to that situation. That's exactly what I'd have done. Mate, I'd be like, what? I'd be like, nah, nah, yeah. <laughs> Who are you going to call? No, me. <laughs> What I didn't get, me is the fact that Regan's on the bed, right, getting flipped about, slashed, battered, and the bed's levitating. Drawers are opening and that, and they're like, ah, aye, this is what happens, aye. She just needs to speak to somebody, a psychiatrist. Like... Aye. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> uh, but the, um, 
the whole scene in Iraq at the at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I think the more times I see it, the more unsettling that opening gets. Um, and there's there's a bit where just it's just an old woman and getting taken by on a horse and cart, and mm-hmm. she just looks so burst evil. Like there's there's a look in her eye that's it's probably just some old woman that wasn't even meant to be in the film. She just happened to be on camera, but she's just got this look in her face that. Like old women in horror movies just scare me, man. I, I'm not keen on it. Like as much as Drag Me to Hell is an absolute piece of trash, I will argue that with anybody. Um, that old woman gypsy is a horrible, horrible image. Um, I really like Drag Me to Hell. Thanks. Yeah, we'll argue with that one day. <laughs> um, well, so, <clears throat> um, I think it's it an, it an interesting right. opening. Pazuzu is an ancient madman, like of a demon god thing. He's a <laughs> an ancient madman. He is mental, like I'm gonna read a wee bit here about Pazuzu, right? An ancient Mesopotamian religion, Pazuzu, and then it goes into some other stuff I cannot read, right? Was a per- personification of the West Wind and held kingship over the Lilu Wind demons. So he's the king of the demons, right? Not like David Bowie with his balls out, right? Like... <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, that, was, that was King of the Goblins. You remind that? me of the priest. What priest? The priest <laughs> of the necklace. <laughs> Imagine we got the exorcist, right? But we turned it into an elaborate musical. That, I would scream, mate. I would scream. Oh, I saw how Reagan getting fucked up on the bed. <laughs> how you fucked your mom in hell, you think? <laughs> Everything I do, I do for Pazuzu. <laughs> Pazuzu. <sighs> oh, we need to calm down and focus. So, <laughs> so, so as an as a trophic entity, he was considered as both. I need to get glasses. That's all it is, by the way. I can read these words, I just can't see them as both the destructive and dangerous wind, but also a repellent to other. Oh, and it's went made it all big when I clicked on it. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> it's a badging. All right, why do these things exist? Like, what purpose do they serve other than winding us up? Well. This is actually something I was going to touch upon. Like this film, even watching, I'm a 37 year old guy, and I'm pretty much unfazed by horror. But watching this film just for this, I had to take a break from it. Right, I had to step away and come back and finish it off. Like a couple of days later, I've seen it so many times, but I think you you look at things differently the older you get, and it was just hitting so many nerves. Um, but I couldn't imagine actually being, uh. A devout Catholic or something who believes in all this shite, because how, well, how much believe more, it, mate? When you see that, well, how much more terrifying would it be if you actually believed in gods and demons? Like, mm. uh, well, get this, mate. We're what seven or so episodes into the paranormal part, and none of them made us believe yet, right? No. So to to see it, like, imagine you go into your room and there's imagine your missus, right? And her legs, her legs are all up behind her head, and know the way that you want it to be, right? <laughs> right, and she's chewing on her own toenails, man, for the back end, right? And she's like, 
fuck me. <laughs> I'd be like, nah, wait till you're done. <laughs> right? At that point. Spit your nails in the bin, hand. I don't even want, <laughs> don't even want nail crumbs in the bed. <laughs> the thing is, you're... I've just noticed, man. Sorry, it looks like Stretch Armstrong's kind of holding that going, where are you wanting this, mate? <laughs> For anybody He's gradually slipping to that. He's going to fall. doesn't know what he's on about. There it is up in his top left. For anybody <laughs> listening to this on Spotify, you're humped. <laughs> he's like, I know you're doing a podcast, buddy, but going to tell me where this is going. <laughs> Todd Surprise says, movie scared the piss out of me as a kid. I wish I'd watched Good. it as a kid. It was critters I had. Marv Dogger says, one of the most unsettling aspects of The Exorcist for me is the sound design. It's very unnerving along with its use of abstract music. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I was actually watching a lot with uh, Big Billy freaking talking about the, <laughs> the soundtrack to it and why he made certain decisions but again we'll probably get into that later on um, so I actually seen the I rented on Amazon Prime the uh, the Unseen edition or the, the, I think it's called The Exorcist the version you've never seen I'll be but on there like I've, I've, seen, I've seen it now so I can't call it that anymore but mm. Anyway, there wasn't that much different in it. For some reason, they decided to open with like a panning shot of Reagan's house. Uh, and then I think it ended up on the stairs, mm-hmm. the, the famous stairs. And then it went to Iraq. It was mm-hmm. pointless. There was no need for it at all. And I think there was maybe a couple of shots that were slightly different. But don't waste your money watching the, the version you've never seen. Uh, if you've already got it on DVD or whatever. It's kind of pointless. Aye. Um, for real. Um, so... We we think this is really a big fight between Pazuzu and Merrin, right? Yeah. I think that. But what 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 gets me is, so he bursts open the stone, right? Finds Pazuzu's head, gets on with his life. Then Reagan finds a Ouija board that was just kicking about in her actress of a mother's house, nice house. And then what? Big Pazuzu's like, ah, you'll do. Well. The see, there's something maybe maybe one of the bigger fans that's watching this can answer this. Was mm. that Chris McNeil's house, or was she renting it for the mo- just to live in while she was filming the the movie that they're making? Because I'm actually not 100 percent sure on that. Uh, I know they're moving away at the end of the movie, but that obviously that could have been for the fact that all that shit happened there. But something tells me that wasn't actually their house, and she was just renting it for the time she. Was I never got movie. that. I could I be totally wrong. I, I could be totally wrong. Because like Chris never knew it was there. She never knew the Ouija board was there. Um, but then, but she had recently <clears throat> split though from her husband. Uh, and of course, she ended up with all the money and got the nice big house. Husband's living <laughs> in a tent. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> but she's an actress in her own right. <laughs> one of that, apparently. You know. Um, so, so anyway, what were you saying about the Ouija board? Sorry. I like first off. She finds a Ouija board that's just there. Then she plays it, knowing how to play it. And what big, big uh, Pazuzu just kind of jumps into her. Marv Dogger says she was renting it. Marv Dogger, we're looking at you now to be factually correct. How did you know she was renting it? Did I miss that bit? Because I was probably just trying I, to I, suck I, it. I don't else. think it's mentioned as such. I just kind of got that impression. I just got okay. that impression. And it must have not been Meryn's house. Otherwise, he'd have been like, oh, this is actually my house. When he came in there, <laughs> <laughs> Matthewman says, "Pretty sure the recent TV series explains why the board was there." 
Mm. I've not watched it yet. Neither have I. I'm going to. I'm going to. Uh, I, I've had I've had a rather bad experience with any Exorcist sequel, so the thought of watching a TV show about it, I'm just like mm, the the one that said uh, the Exorcism of Emily Rose wasn't terrible. Oh no no no! It. I'm just talking about the Exorcist, the Exorcist Two, the Exorcist Three. Apparently, is very good. I might need to rewatch it. Um, but then they had the the ones with Stellan Skarsgård playing Merrin, like the, I think it's the Exorcist mm. Dominion and the Beginning or some shit like that, and those were dreadful. Um, mm. <clears throat> so I've not actually watched the TV series yet. Well, um, <laughs> Matthew Matthewman says Exorcist Three is class. Well, again, so I've heard. I think it's just a very different film for the first one. Like, don't watch the third one if you just want to see the first one again. It's like a totally different thing. I'm sure it's like a possessed serial killer or something. I think um, Jason I've, Miller's in that as well, isn't he? I can't remember if he's in it or if he wrote it or directed it or something. No, he's Patient X, so he is in it. <clears throat> right, okay. Because okay. uh, oh. at the end of The Exorcist, I was like, sure he's in the third one, aren't <clears throat> But then again, it is The Exorcist. I'm sure uh, Kinderman's in it, the, the cop. Yeah. Um, I'm, sure, I'm sure he's in the third one. Avoid number two. Number two is... Poor, like bad sequel podcast worth bad. Shocking. Um, Jason Miller is the father of. Come on, Karis. No, his real life father of. Oh, I know this. Um, don't tell me right. Keep talking, but I will. I will remember this, and I've no okay, hands I, or anything. I, I'm not looking I'll at give you a clue. I'll give you a clue, right? The clue is he shares the exact same name, but to avoid nepotism, he goes by his first and middle name and missed out the Miller. So his name's exact same. Oh, Marv Dogger. I'm not bringing that comment up yet because J Mac is. I name. know this. I know it's, it's, it's in this wasted brain somewhere. We've met him. We've met him. Uh, Exorcist 3 is well worth checking out, says Marv Dogger. Um, so I, I will continue. Jason Patrick. On. There Jason we Patrick. go. There we go. <laughs> You're like, who have we met? Who have we met? Quick, quick, quick. Who have we met? Uh, I, Jason Patrick is actually, I, I failed to see the resemblance, but that's, that's, his, that's his old peppy. Um, I, my dear. So Reagan does the old Ouija board. All's good. But then she's like, yo, I keep waking up. Uh, I'm a wee bit done in and all that. And then she starts getting all the patter. Her mum's like, you need to calm down. And, you know, she's just affected because her dad's away and that. And the doctors are like, yeah, that's pretty much the deal. And then she's like, ah. <laughs> like, <laughs> what was she like? like? <laughs> you, you, do, you, you, do, you do your impression. Well, is this a bit in Shaun of the Dead where they're trying to walk through the crowd? It's like, show me your best zombie. <laughs> <laughs> Don't clip that. <laughs> clip yeah. that. Um, that wasn't bad. <laughs> hi. So, hi. She starts getting all proper mad, and most of the this movie is set in that house and in that room. And uh, one thing that that is quite mad is what's his pass? Uh, Friedkin. <laughs> <laughs> Big Baza Friedkin. Uh, <laughs> is it Barry now, is it? <laughs> Big Baza Please Friedkin. welcome to the stage, Barry Friedkin. It's William. <laughs> and, and it's Friedkin. 
the thing he kept doing with the actors and actresses though is he kept doing stuff with them like for example Regan like Linda Blair her back got snapped because <laughs> kind of, you know that scene in the movie mm. where they're like she's like proper gone mental they had her strapped to a harness <clears throat> and the harness came loose and she was actually screaming like ah this is fucking Sarah and they're like <laughs> she's so good isn't she she's so good it's the How same thing actually exactly what happened to the last day at the start of Jaws the same thing happened to her. She's screaming in absolute agony, and Spielberg's like, "Yes, I didn't even know she was this good." Yeah. <laughs> what had she done? Stood on a crab or something? <laughs> it was the no, no, no. It was the same thing. She was in the harness, getting thrashed about like the uh -huh. like the shark had her, and uh, uh -huh. it it was really, really badly hurting her. Um, but uh, so it happens to her. It happens to um, Ellen Burstyn as well later on in the movie. Uh, I, I he was doing a lot of things to get the shots that he wanted. You know, Jason He's Miller was like, they, they fired off a gun to get him to like, <laughs> shut himself, and he was like, "Oh, I'm an actor. You uh, didn't need to make me react. I react. I'm an actor." <laughs> I, I think that like he, he had done the reaction a few times, and Friedkin was like, "Nice, nah, didn't he get a big enough fright?" Right. <laughs> Apparently, he did it like a couple of feet away from him, and. Shotguns are loud, especially indoors. <laughs> There's something to that, though, and I'll tell you why. When I was filming the Mark Sharp and the Bicycle Thieves music video for Sink or Swim, we had the guys running about the green screen, and I was like, you're going to have to pretend that there's a big tentacle coming towards you from an octopus, and you're going to have to react like it's trying to hit you, right? And they're running about, and they're laughing, and they're like, ah! And I'm like, I ain't ever seen anyone be afraid like that. So when they were doing it, I picked up a drumstick, one of the drummer's drumsticks, and as they came towards the camera, I went to throw it directly at their face, and they proper shat it. <laughs> and that's what you see in the music video. So, All right, let's call you Welly Friedkin. No, call me Fried Kev. <laughs> fried Kev. Chicken Fried Kev. <laughs> chicken Fried Kev. <laughs> Don't even like chicken. Who um, doesn't he like chicken? Mate, the doctors in this. I tell, I'll tell you what though, that like the the whole uh, thing about taking her through all, all the medical procedures and stuff like that is something that a lot of a lot of kind of lesser horror movies would brush over really quickly. Um, I actually like the fact that they showed a fair bit of time with her going through different medical procedures and then showing you her brain scans to show that nothing's wrong and even um, that stuff even, was quite like oh, I like. You, you could see your own kid lying there. And I think that's that's what changed for me with the Exorcist when you get older. Is Aye. when you get when you've got your own kids. I mean, I've got I've got one, one on the way. You've got four. Four. Um you can imagine any one of them lying taking those medical beatings, basically. She was getting mm -hmm. beaten. Mm -hmm. Um and she got all the big machines and stuff. But the thing is, like she she's sitting there getting all this blood work taken and all that kind of mad stuff and she's telling them yo i'm i'm being beasted here right you're gonna have to get a hand with this and the mother is the only one that sees it mm -hmm. and you again with the good acting as well you, you're seeing that she's proper frustrated like hey wait a minute i'm telling you i seen a bed fucking throw my daughter about right mm -hmm. and i got what I, I got i got whipped and, re and in real life smashed my head off the back of that thing <laughs> yeah, um no that's that's it was actually her back that got done in in that scene was that her back? was that her back? Yeah, i i be, um 
we'll probably we'll talk about that that, that particular scene. We'll talk about it in depth later. So we'll talk about it then. Mm-hmm. But um, the I just you mentioned the acting. There's not one bad performance in this film. I think there's occasional moments where you think oh, they could have done that line a bit better. But mm. there's no generally bad performances. I think it's like you get you do get the feeling that that Reagan and Chris are really close and they, they really love each other. The chemistry between them is really good. Um, all the even the like the servants and stuff. They've got servants. <laughs> I know, I know. We've got servants in the seventies. Um, I mean, I, I think, I think it was just trying to can illustrate the fact that here yeah, this this can happen to the really, the really rich people as well. Possession isn't just for poor folk. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, aye, uh, performances were fantastic. Um, there were some actors that didn't make it through <laughs> the entire film as well. Um, uh, what was that all about? Eh? Big Merrin just fucking dropping deed. It's a heart attack, eh? No, no, no. Um, I mean, like the actors, I'm sure that one of the actors in the film didn't make the Mate, end of it. One one was a serial killer. Who? One the wee boy that uh the wee guy that's like in the hospital and he's collecting stuff. He went off and done something then. That's right. I remember it was it, it, it was gay. Am I right in saying that? It was a it was a gay serial killer. That I'm sure you a serial killer. No, no, I'm not saying that. No. Doesn't he make you a Here comes the number you nine. Can be... <laughs> um, you can be gay and not kill folk. I, I understand. Um, but the I'm sure he was a gay serial killer. Um, like he was killing. Uh, yeah, that, uh, that's just a serial killer. But I'm sure it was he was killing off guys. I don't know if he was if he was. I, I think doing I think dirty things with them and then killing them. Like no, I think he just killed folk. Being gay had nothing to do with me. Go and check it. Check it. In fact, Aye, somebody but, watching it, check it. Let us go on, get on with the podcast. No, somebody with, check with what, it and comment. With what you're saying, though, he was a gay serial killer. That's like saying, like Kevin is a non-Rangers fan, non-Celtic fan serial killer. <laughs> okay, so it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> he was just a serial. Killer. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was irrelevant who he shags. <laughs> no, that's got something to do. With it, I'm you. Oh, it is. Come in. Tell me why him being homosexual makes no, 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 no. That, that is part. That's part of what resulted in him choosing the victims that he did. Is what I'm trying to say. Because he's gay, Jason. Oh, here's the nine A. <laughs> nah, I'm telling me, I know, I know that you don't. Um, girlfriend, he killed. I'm going to feel really stupid if he's not. <laughs> Let me just say, the exorcist killer on set, Paul B- Bateson. Paul Bateson. Paul Bateson, real life serial killer, appeared in the movie Paul Bateson and the Exorcist. While he may believe that the set exorcist was cursed, some also believed that the curse was passed on to the casting crew. There was infamous serial killer featured on the scenes. Let's just find out 10 frightening facts. About Paul Bateson, right? Let's find it. Let's 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 see what let's see what they say about Paul Bateson. Let's see about let's see about this, right? So death. Oh, this is ten facts. I don't want the ten facts. Why the crew of the Exorcist believed the set was really now Paul Bateson, the real life killer, appeared in the movie. Here we go. Here's the good stuff. Right there is we picture him. Um, let's just have a wee look. Um, looking for reels and Fredericks in this. No saying anything about being gay, my friend. Fuck. Um, wait a minute. <laughs> Was Paul <laughs> Bateson gay? 
Um, forgot even what I remember. Uh, Paul Bateson, early life and career. So I think he was a cinema, cinema, cinema. Ah, Paul Bateson, murder of Addison Verrill. Sounds like a female. On September 14, 1977, Addison Verrill, a reporter who covered the film industry for Variety, found dead in blah, blah, blah street. Ah, he had been beaten and stabbed. There were some signs of a struggle. However, nothing of value was taken. Police believed that the killer's motive had been robbery. He might be looking at cash jewellery, since those could be taken quickly. Still says nothing about him being gay. Mm-hmm. Let's just have a wee look. Nah. Usually it would come up saying that. Eh? I'm not seeing anything. Oh, do you know what it was? He's what? got a moustache. <laughs> Doesn't it make him gay? <laughs> Genuinely, man, he's got a moustache. It's a full beard. It's a full beard. Yeah, he was. In the movie, he's got. He's just got a moustache. And I, I don't know, man. I, that this went way off course. <laughs> okay, no unless someone can tell me, he's no gay, mate. You're wrong. That was a hate crime. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, John Fulton. Forgot even with a reminder. Don't worry, John. John. You're here, mate. You're here. Hick. And, you, and you've missed uh, quite a bit of quite a bit of sand. Quite a um, bit of controversy. <laughs> I, I know, I know. You should have heard it. It's no like me to do that. <laughs> nah, um, but hey, you get you know, hey, who doesn't mix up their serial killers? <laughs> You're thinking uh, of John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> it's even in the name. <laughs> yeah, he was actually he's gay, gay see? Gacy. <laughs> Uh, John Wayne, he's gay, is he? He's gay, is he? <laughs> yeah, Gacy. <laughs> Great movie, you should check it He's out. been killing people, see? You know, because he's gay, is he? <laughs> there's a lot... They do believe the set was cursed. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy stuff went on there. Um, the the one that, that springs out to mind for me is the um, the actor who plays Burke Dennings in the film. Um I'm sure his name was McGowan. I think his last name's McGowan. Um, can't remember his first name, unfortunately. But he he died um, before the the film was even finished. Uh, he dies in the film. Um, he's the guy that he's the first person that they suspect that Reagan hauled at the window. Was, he was, a, he, was he was quite nasty. He was quite mean. Oh, I was horrible, horrible, racist little prick. Um, but everybody loved him for some reason. Welcome to the seventies. The only person that didn't love him was the German uh, butler. Ah, and he wonder. I know. He was calling them all He was calling them a Nazi. He was calling them... I, I tried not to say it for the algorithm, Ken, but just wire on right in there, J-Mac. Just say it. I did, I did not see what you're talking about. <laughs> see that? See that? That's how you get around I did it. Not see. Uh, well, um, I, it, was, it was calling him, basically because he was German, he was calling him horrible, horrible names. Um, and I think he dies that night, basically, at the party. Um, but we're going to prove <clears throat> that that was Big Pazuzu that smashed him, eh? Aye. Aye. Pazuzu presumpt him at the windy. <laughs> right, but how come the windy's still fine? Because it was open. It was open when he got thrown out? It, it, it was... The, the window was open. Um, it shows you... I'm sure there's a shot of the window open. Um, and I think it kind of illustrates the fact that yeah. that's why it's Why not was been... he back in her room? Maybe Pazuzu we, called him there. We saw him leave. Drunk. Next you hear his pan. And he was in her room. Was he a priest? Whoa. Was that? Was he a priest also? 
No, he was just the director of the film that Chris is in. Ah, right. Uh... Um, <laughs> but anyway, he dies and his head gets turned completely around. Ah, they didn't. They didn't exactly show you that, which I thought was quite a shame. They don't. They don't, they don't show you his body at all. Um, but, but, but you I do think, get. I think it's a really. It, it's such a well-paced film. It doesn't show you too much too early, and then, uh... um, and I, I think that's another testament to how how good the film actually is. Um, I still want to know why he was in a room, right? And because there's no definitive answer, I'm kind of all right with he'd been twisted, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll drink to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drink a cup of tea to that. Mean. Um, aye, so I'm kind of fine with that, and the fact that it was it wouldn't be the realm of possibility that he was in there for no good reason, seeing as he was an absolute piece of horse shit when we mm-hmm. saw him on screen. Shame about the real guy, big uh, Jack McGowan, big Jack McGowan. Um, I think he's panning off in real life. Uh, <laughs> I died. Oh, I is. That's the. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, I was saying Jack McGowan died before the film was finished. Uh, that's the same Jack <laughs> McGowan that we're talking about here. <laughs> I wonder. He was probably a nice guy in real life, eh? Probably. You never know. Yeah, I don't think we ever truly know anyone. <laughs> True that. Uh, hey, was he not in... Uh, no, it's the Vampire Killers. He kind of looks like the old guy at the start of Willy Wonka, eh? The old guy at the start of Willy Wonka? What, what old guy? Ah, the old guy that's in the bed, and he's like, ah, go to Willy Wonka. And no, he's, he's, just an old, he's just an old guy with bad hair. <laughs> um, I rest, I rest my case. <laughs> so... Um, but again, I, I like how <clears throat> I like how many characters there are in this film as well, and they're all really well fledged out characters. It's not just, I mean, horror films uh, in general, notoriously kind of low budget, very few characters. All you're doing is putting meat on the screen to get killed off, essentially. But this is just a a different a different realm altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, the the scene where she again, it's the party scene where she comes downstairs. She's just like, "You're going to die up there." Then she pees in the carpet. Um, but it's unsettling. Ah, I like, felt quite that, sorry for it. Nah, it's it's an unsettling scene. I think it's it's a good precursor to what's coming. Um, I think I remember the first time seeing it, just going, <laughs> "She pissed the carpet." <laughs> but again, you see it the second time, and you're like, "Oh no, here we go." Sort of kicking off now. <laughs> That's obviously why Big Jack went back into a room. Eh? He's like. That. What's it like? He's like, I'll show you. He's like that. <laughs> nah, I didn't. I didn't understand why he was in a room. Someone needs to answer that one for me. Uh, unless he was like sensed big Pazuzu, and went in and was like, "I'm coming for you, Pazuzu," and hopefully that meant the demon. Um, unless, unless he was at the top of the stairs. And Reagan or Pazuzu climbed out the window and down and pushed him down the stairs. Well, ki- killed him, then pushed him down the stairs. Aye, because he's done did... all that backward <clears throat> walking and that, yeah. Aye, exactly. So that, again, the, that that getting deleted for the film mm-hmm. was... I, I, I don't understand. I, th- I think they deleted it because you can clearly tell that it's not um, Linda Blair. <laughs> um, it was probably Eileen Dietz who they used as a, a stand-in. For quite a lot of the film, but the the version that I watched had the the, the spider walk scene in it, and mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you can tell that it's it's not her, and that's probably why they left it out. Hmm. Um, it's it's horrible. It's, again, the spider walk's quite unsettling. <laughs> yeah, I mean, was this the first time we've seen that? I know the Conjuring brought that back. Uh, I would say that aye, it was probably the first thing anything like first time anything like that was put on film. But she also had like a a serpent's tongue as well at that scene, uh, which isn't in the uh, the scene you've the the version you've never seen. But I have seen the cut where uh, she's got like a serpent tongue, and then she does a spider walk. Um, Matthew Min says <clears throat> Eileen played the subliminal face. I think that's true. She did. Yeah, Pazuzu. You can see that face at the top left of this podcast if you have a quick look. Right yeah, there. I saw it at the beginning. I was like, I, I wasn't sure if I'd seen it at first. Then I looked again and was like, Ah, oh, there's Pazuzu, you <laughs> creepy bastard, mate. You yeah. <laughs> creepy bastard. John Fulton says, Think a similar scene was in The Unborn. It was that's the movie I meant to say instead of The Conjuring. That's right. And I think, was it the old lady? She turns upside down like a spider and she's like, Meh, in the stairs, man. Scary. <laughs> Sounds oh. terrifying. Oh, there's an old woman coming down the stairs. Me. 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 I think. Hey, let's just talk about this for a second, right? Old women are terrifying. I find old women just as terrifying as you find children scary in horror movies. See a, a fucking creepy, John Fulton says, freaky as, agreed. A creepy old woman. Terrifying. Now, I think it was Marv Dogger at the start said that they always had this image of the exorcist, Lassie Linda Blair, like, peeking down <laughs> And staring at his face, right? Which is terrifying. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> See me, I had one as a kid. And I remember staying over at a family member's house. And I was staying on one of those like fold-up beds that are very low on the ground. And I remember lying in a dark room. Now, you know what it's like when you're a child and you're in a dark room. Right? And adults are still up in a boot. And you're always like, ooh, this is scary. But you know that way where the door's not fully shut, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like you can see the light coming through, but only just enough to know that there's light there. You can't actually see anything, but the door's not shut. <clears throat> I remember lying there, right? And I think it was some kind of sleep paralysis or it happened. <laughs> it never happened, right? But it was sleep paralysis or it was a dream. Right? And it's stuck with me from when I was like three or something like that. Whatever age I can remember it from. And it's like you can just hear... So I'm lying there in this room, staring at the door. And all you hear is someone very quickly run up the stairs, like boom, 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 boom. Door straight open. Woman's got big fucking bushy hair and the creepiest face going, ah! right in my fucking face. Oh, man. I'm like, Gah! nah, mate. Nah, that shit gets me. That mm -hmm. shit gets me. That sounds like you experienced the hag. Oh my god! Did that You'll find it. The hag? Is the that hag. the hag? That's yep. the hag. Does she That's do that? That's the hag. My mum's had the hag as well. She told me about it. She had it when she was a kid. Um, the way she described it was, it was she was just hanging over her bed, and my mum 
kind of put her covers over her face. Um, but it was old women, the nails, the hair, the hag. No, I mean, I had that when I was a kid then. Yeah. Fucking old Anybody man. else had sleep paralysis? It's fucking terrifying. Anybody that's got any experience of that, leave it in the comments section. Absolutely. Matthewman <clears> says, <throat> speaking of old women, X was phenomenal. Well, oh, yeah, I watched X. Yeah, I actually, I watched it with uh, my mate Dave around the corner. Watched it with Dave last last night, and uh, I will never watch that film again. I think the, I think it was good. It was a good film, but I, I don't have the, the urge to watch it again. And the old woman is creepy. I think what makes her creepier is the fact that you can tell it's a young woman made up to look old. She's got that kind of plasticky sheen to her face. Um, but I, I not not a pleasant, not a pleasant film. For me, that movie was just this. I could have smashed that old woman. There's no way she was killing me. No, <laughs> no way these old, old fogies are killing me. <clears throat> no. Just no. Aye. There's not going to happen. I would see it coming. I'm made alert and able to move. There's, it's like getting killed off a snail, man. Aye. The, I think the, the scariest bit in that movie, I think, was getting to watch the two bone. Um, I know. It's like hey, watching hey. Ke- Kerry Nutkins and Michaela Strachan having a blast at it. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about the the younger lassie to start? For Pitch Perfect, sure uh, who's seen at that? Who's that? Lassie that gets smashed at the start. There's loads different. of lassies that get smashed. <laughs> uh, uh, what's with that lassie? She's like, oh, I want to try it, and then her boyfriend's sad, and she's like, I'll oh, have I upset him. No. Yes, you have. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, John Fulton says sleep paralysis is horrible. Had it a few times a year ago. Few time, a few, few times years ago, hallucinations, mate. Mm-hmm. Scariest thing ever. Janice says, I'm back, guys. Sorry about that. Hey, Janice. Don't worry, man. Don't worry. <laughs> Be happy. <laughs> but yeah, so the casting, <clears throat> as you say, it's class, mate. I don't think there is anybody in there with a terrible performance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think they were actually, they, they were supposed to be looking at, um, Kind of older actresses to play Reagan that could play younger, um, and uh, what's her name? Linda Blair's agent wouldn't even put her up for the role because they were looking for older actresses, and it was it was Linda Blair's mum that basically showed up. Excuse me, basically showed up on set one day, um, with yeah. with her to kind of force them to take the audition. <laughs> excuse me, it's class. Got, got me some makeups, um, <clears throat> so. Yeah, I mean, we couldn't have, couldn't imagine that film without her now. Um, I suppose it's like that with most things. I don't, fine, I don't know. Sometimes you can see other people in roles that went to other folk, but no, I think that Linda Blair is, she is Reagan. She always will like, be. Like Eric Stoltz and uh, Back <clears> to <throat> Future. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did the right thing there. Absolutely. Um, you so, know, Paul, Paul Davis, the director, writer, um, book extraordinaire. He has a big bust of Reagan in his house. Imagine going to bed at night and <laughs> actually looking at that thing. Fuck that. Just no. Big bust of her. Oh, no. Nah. Can bust that out of the window. I'm not having that. <laughs> I'm not having that in my house. Like, I mean, when um, you when you think of all time scary faces, or like whenever I used to try and scare my wee brother and say, Oh, look, you've got a cut in your finger. Oh, I've seen what happens to that. You know what happens? You're gonna get infected and watch. I'll show you, and I take a picture of the exorcist up on my phone. And like, that's what happened to the last person with that same cut. Like, oh, I'm gonna be like, like I knew deep down you were an utter prick. 
was that? What was that? <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, uh, the the casting in general was really good. Um, you had uh, what's his name? Uh, Jason Miller. You've got uh, Lee J. Cobb who plays Kinderman. Max Fonsido. Let's speak about Max Fonsido for a minute here. How good was the makeup job on him? I mean, this film came out 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. I never found out until I was probably 18, 19 that that wasn't an old guy playing The Exorcist. He was only in his 30s at that time. And if you you look at the makeup job they did on him and how he actually ended up looking (laughs) in later Mm -hmm. life, it's spot on. Absolutely spot on. I can't believe he did such a good makeup job back then. They could have easily just chosen an older actor to play the role. Um, But I don't know if there was maybe plans to to make sequels with Max von Sydow as Merrin as a younger man. I think that might have been there somewhere. I'm, I'm not sure. I could just be talking absolute balls. He's been in um, great movies. Him. <clears throat> He's even in Star Wars also. Emperor Ming, mate. It's Emperor Ming. Uh, Emperor Ming for, uh, uh, what you call him? <laughs> Flash. Big Flash. Flash uh, Gordon. He's in, He's in Shutter Island, Robin Hood, Elder Scrolls, like Skyrim. He's one of the guys. He's in Game of Thrones. He's a he's he's very well. Like he's a guy that's worked in the industry that he wants to work in, you know. Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, old man. I think he died within the last couple of years. Um, did he? Ah, he's gone. Oh, oh, he did. He died on March the eighth, twenty twenty. Age ninety. Mm-hmm. Shame. 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 <laughs> shame well, I wouldn't say it was that kind of shame <laughs> let a guy rest man let a guy rest yeah yeah. very good actor what was that uh, just take a moment for him <laughs> and just he was a class guy and that's some his moment so I <laughs> <laughs> I was totally waiting for folk to fill up the funeral hall <laughs> uh, Matthew says he'll always be Ming to me. I read that as Minge. <laughs> <laughs> he'll always be Minge to me. Aye, that's good old Max von Sydow. Ah, uh, that's a shame. I mean, how many people are still left? Linda Blair, who, by the way, when you look at her now, she still looks like Reagan, of course, because that's who she is. But she... hey, she's a she's a good looking older woman. Oh, um, aye, she's got she's got the uh, Caroline Monroe thing <laughs> going for her. But, but, she, but, but, she's vegan. She, no, she's vegan. She's actually vegan, in it. Vegan, vegan. <laughs> she's actually... <laughs> Death to Minge, says Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if that's your plans for the night, mate, we didn't need to hear about that. <laughs> um, Linda, Have Blair's actually... <laughs> Linda Blair's in uh, repossessed. Ah, she replies. She reprises her role basically as as Reagan. Ah, um, but she's she's obviously. I think she must be in her twenties by that time. I think it came out yeah. in the late eighties, maybe nineteen ninety. Let's take a minute and just appreciate how terrifying she looked. Oh no, I don't want to look, man. No, I mean, I've not got a screen. In fact, I'm going to actually bring it up, right? She actually looks terrifying, mate. Absolutely terrifying. Look at this, right? Look at that. Oh, no, that's not a badge. Oh, 
Okay, bigger. Oh well. Mate, that is terrifying. Look at that face. <laughs> Looks like she's for Shettleston. <laughs> <laughs> God, that is terrifying, no? It's not pleasant. It wasn't the image I was expecting. You were expecting um, No. No, I was expecting something else. I'm not getting into it, I'm not telling you. Uh, um <clears throat> so she goes for the medical experiments. It turns out that she's physically fine. Her brain's fine. And they're like, mm, hard to see what's really going on here. But then it was actually, I'm pretty sure it's a doctor that suggests the priest to her. Mm-hmm. He suggests the exorcism. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, I could, you could never imagine a doctor doing that now. Do you know what? Do you know what? And the thing about it is when I was watching him, the way that guy acted, it was almost like he was trying to be sincere, but you could tell he was like, you know, like like this is stupid. Hmm. But he done it to a sense where, like, if she was to complain about him being sarcastic, there's no enough there to go on it. But you could see it in him. Yeah, I thought he done that really well. <clears throat> I think um, basically they, they'd exhausted everything else, and they were they were thinking, well, maybe it is. Maybe Reagan's been looking into Catholicism or whatever on her own, and maybe she thinks she's possessed. So getting an exorcist would get rid of the what is still what they still see as a possible psychological issue. Um, so, again, very clever way of getting it done. Um, like Because it, it, it would have been much easier just to, to make them a Catholic family and for mm-hmm. Chris to go, I'm, I'm going to phone the priest. But no, she had to be convinced to phone a priest. And mm-hmm. it's wee details like that that make the film a step above your standard horror fare. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm... I'm Again, I, I'm not gonna. I can, you can't flaw it. You cannot flaw it for that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> says, and that picture was on a good day, laughing my ass off. Aye. John Fulton says, imagine going home with Linda Blair and waking up hungover next day in the morning. Ha! Fuck me! Fuck me! Yeah. There's actually a, a film about that. It's called The Sexorcist. <laughs> yeah, check that one out. <laughs> Is it? Is it? I don't know. I guarantee you there is. I guarantee you there's a porn parody of the this the Exorcist. Guaranteed. The Exorcist. <laughs> I man, that's class. Um, who's the who's the old guy as well? And he's like, that. um, oh, my daughter's a big fan. Says it to Reagan's mum, and then he's like, ah, uh, it's for me. <laughs> he kind of fancies <laughs> her a bit, eh? Oh, of course, of course. Um, <clears throat> uh, the that's the the cop Kinderman. Mm-hmm. He's a great character as well. Really good character. Um, it does mm. seem to constantly be trying to go out with guys. You like films? You want to come to the cinema with me? Like, no, I've seen that. Oh, another time then. <laughs> um, but <laughs> the uh, I, I like I like the the relationship that he can about with Father Caris as well. Uh, actually, mm. I need to speak about the the stuff with Caris and his mum. Like, the, oh, see, I the, was the, just going to bring it up. The I... dream sequence where his mum going into the subway is horrid, man. Oh, um, right. but what what I love about it is. It's like he's you see him screaming out to her, but there's no sound. That's what it's like when you've been in a dream. You you can't you can't scream out and shout on people, you can't scream out for help. It's yeah. again, it's these wee details, and then the Pazuzu image just flashing up every now and again. Ah oh, just so clever. It's for a film that came out 50 years ago, man. It's just so clever, so well done. It was ahead of its time, wasn't it? Which is yeah. why it's timeless. Uh that's quite a shame ways we mum, and that's kind of <laughs> a Pazuzu kind of takes a piss at him with it 
which is what intrigues him as well. Gives him the, the urge to stand up and fight against uh, Big that, Harry. That's the, the scene um, where Karis uh, goes to see Regan and she's... I think she starts off by kind of imitating the, the old guy in the subway that spoke to him. Could you help yeah. an old the boy father? Yeah. Um, and then she's like, your mother's in here with us, Karis. And uh, uh, comes up at the final exorcism as well. It's, it's brutal, man. Really yeah. brutal. The final exorcism, man, is terrifying. Let's talk about the scene first. The old crucifix scene. Now, I don't think you'd ever get away with doing something like that now. Um, yeah. Not a chance. But also, I was watching the um, the Fear of God documentary, which is essentially the making of The Exorcist. And mm-hmm. um, one, William Freakin, I think, says that it's Eileen Dietz who's doing that with a crucifix. Mm-hmm. But then the next interview is Linda Blair explaining mm-hmm. how she was the one doing it. So in this documentary, there's two conflicting stories about who's doing it. So I don't, I don't actually know what's the truth. Mm. Um, but you never get away with a scene like that now. And that's where um, Ellen Burstyn got injured quite badly. You see her, um, it's when Reagan smacks her in the face, knocks yeah. her across the room. And you see her screaming in agony. She's actually properly in agony. And then the cameraman kind of zooms in on her face. But apparently just after that shot, like the, the camera's still rolling. She's like, get the fucking camera away from me. Um, she's mm-hmm. in absolute, absolute agony. And that's because they'd pulled her back a few times and it wasn't quite violent enough. So Friedkin was like, his exact words were, give it to her this time. Give it to yeah, her. Because I, I think she'd complained to him that they were pulling her too hard. And then, all right, okay, we'll let them know. Fucking go for it. Substantially, <laughs> <laughs> he's you. <laughs> oh, what man? That's a that's alien. Uh, that is some scene where she's stabbing herself with a crucifix. That's nasty, and that's where the that's where the the cuts start appearing on her face. Like she's obviously self harming with the the crucifix, um, and they just get kind of gangrenous and nasty looking as the film goes on. It's just it's fucking horrible. So horrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> yeah, and she kind of sits up as well and does the and you see Pazuzu statues behind as well. Uh, that's during the, the final exorcism. Um, <laughs> it's a weird noise that comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, aye. so really well paced film. It's it, it gives you enough intrigue to keep watching and then it gives you some horror to keep you watching and then it just finishes you off with the most probably one of the most horrific things in cinema history I, it was during the final exorcism that i had to walk away for the film for a day i've not like i've seen it a thousand times i've seen it so many times but it just i think it has affected me it's a film that has affected me psychologically and not in a not in a terrible way but like sometimes when I'm falling asleep at night, her face will just appear in, in front of me and wake me up. Like when my eyes are closed, it's it's like you no, know, when you're falling asleep and you get that wee jerk that wakes you up. Um, yeah, it's like that. But um, like falling off a curb, it's always falling off a curb for me, um, or falling over and it wakes you up. But for me, sometimes her face just appears. Um, so yeah, fuck that bitch. <laughs> um, 
so it has it has affected affected me pretty deeply, and, and I had to I had to kind of walk away from it and come back. So that's again a testament to how how good a horror film it actually is, because no other horror film does that to me, not not a single one, mm. not that I can think yes. of anyway. Yeah, it's it's quite the same. <clears throat> and then obviously, um, Jason Patrick's dad takes Pazuzu into himself, and still has a bit of will left. Which is why he's able to haul himself out of Wendy, mm-hmm. which I believe will kill him and rid the body of Pazuzu. Yeah. Um the the, the special effects of that scene weren't the best. Um you see quite a kind of obvious um edit when it changes for the Pazuzu face back to him, just mm-hmm. when he's like, No, and jumps out the window. His face almost changes position on the screen. It's, it's a bad effect. Considering how good some of the other effects were, that one was pretty shy. Um, but then he jumps at the window. Then it's clear that Regan has been rid of the demon. Merrin's dead. Um, but then it's it's when the other priest goes to give him the the last rites. He's still alive at the bottom of the steps. Like you see, he's holding yeah. his hand. He's moving. He's giving him the last rites. But you see the the priest that's doing that. He's a real priest, by the way. That that guy. Yeah. He, ha- he happens to be a, a priest that could act. I can't remember. Father O'Malley, I think, is his name in the film. I mm. think. Um, and he's he's doing um in Omni Patris Spiritu Sancti, all that stuff, right? But you see he's, like when he's doing the cross, his hand is fucking shaking, and you're like, wow, mm. that's really that's his mate. That's his mate. He's just gave the last rites to he's shaking. It turns out that William Friedkin had gave him an absolute bollocking just before that scene because he wasn't doing it right. So he was physically shaking. Yeah. Um, again, it's, it's this thing, William Friedkin pushes people to the edge. He's a bit Kubrick in that way. Um, uh, he will push people to the edge to get the best performance out of him. Um, and I, you look at that scene, his hand is shaking and it's because he's scared to get it wrong again. Marv Dogger says they did a smooth out, they did smooth out the jump cut at the end. It's still it's still no great though. I think they did, they did the best they could with it, but it's still no great. The, the one I watched, this uh, version you've never seen, it still seemed pretty obvious to me. Or maybe my mind created it as bad as it always has because mm. that's what I remember. Maybe I, maybe I just imagined it was still as bad. Maybe not. Um, I mean, it does kind of just go at you know. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a, a clear switch. But anyway, uh, those steps. Um, Obviously, a, a tourist hotspot now. Um, the, the, I think it was Jason Miller had a conversation with the stuntman that was doing the the mm. jump down the steps, and he's like, "How do you do it? Like, how, do, how do you just do that without hurting yourself?" And the guy's just he just says, "Zen, Zen." I just throw myself down and I just let my body completely relax. So like, as soon as you start resisting, that's when that's when things break. That's why like drunk people fall over all the time and don't really hurt themselves because they're like meh. <laughs> um, but if, as soon as you try and fight against a fall, that's when you end up breaking things. But also what helped was they lined every single step with like half inch rubber. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, uh, that's apparently how, that's the best way to survive any kind of tumble and fall without breaking anything is just to go, oh well, this is happening. <laughs> and just <laughs> let yourself go. And Marv Dogger says, Fredkin slapped him around the face <laughs> and then <laughs> pushed him into the scene and called action. <laughs> Fucking hell, man! You just belted me. Hey, <laughs> so I, I that's that's what he did. I tell um, you, see if I'm on set and somebody's slapping me a bit, they're getting fucking heated. 
Getting away with that push, man. <laughs> it was the 70s. You could do what you wanted on a film set. Oh, let's actually let's talk about the exorcism room and the fact that it was so cold. Mm. Um, I mean, they had to chill, they had to chill that set every day. It must have cost them a fortune to uh, anytime Pazuzu was present, it was freezing cold, kind of like the sixth sense. Yeah, um, great movie. It's not as good as you think. Again, we'll have an argument about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the um, the amount of money it costs to do that, and like they, they're all, it shows you like pictures of them on set, like Friedkin, Friedkin, and all of the other crew are sitting there in these big, big puffer jackets with their hoods up. And that there's wee Reagan in the bed with a nightie on, like fucking hell, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I apparently it wasn't the, the most pleasant environments, and that took well, me when six, you think about sixty it. days, sixty days to film that. Wow, and well, here's the thing: we know what it's like to be on set for a long time and have so little filmed so 60 days actually makes a lot of sense now right j-mac it does i <laughs> but yeah uh, it's that that scene as well where uh jason patrick's dad gets thrown out the window <laughs> and he's at the bottom of the stairs there's nothing but blood there you're like ah, he's not surviving no way all that blood no he's gone Clearly he's an gone. ex ex exorcist <laughs> oh, my. yeah i mean it's one of those things, man. It's a, it's a mad, mad one. <laughs> a mad, 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 mad one. Um, um, so your recent, your recent reviewing of this movie. Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy it? Were you glad you done it? No. Well, well, I was. I'm glad I done it. I introduced my wife to it. She's like, "This isn't scary." She's like, "What? What is this?" <laughs> But then again, that's she's no really into movies for the same reason as, as what we are. Yeah. And she's seen it far too late. She's been desensitized to what horror is now. She's got an expectation yeah. and that doesn't it doesn't fulfill it. Every deep dive we do now, I've been getting the Blu-rays and I'm actually loving it. Um, You're going to have a big collection, man. <laughs> I, I already do, but I'm just like, you know, if I'm going to watch it, I'd like to get the full surrounding that. Our next deep dive is going to be <laughs> an absolute belter. And I won't say it, but if you're watching here on YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook, you can see I'm holding it up. Cannot wait to deep dive that one. Dead or alive, you better be there. <laughs> ah, you've just gave them it, man. <laughs> five. What would you give The Exorcist? Well, like I said, I, I'm not particularly chuffed to have watched it again recently um i didn't enjoy it uh but five out of five i i second that memorable scene for you the scene but the scene with um caris and her with her first kind of meeting with the holy water and the drawer coming out and and that, that i find that scene really really pretty unsettling um and well acted uh aye. The voice, the voice of the demon is just class. Um well, I think they they had tried to mess about with Reagan's voice, with Linda Blair's voice, just mechanically to to get it to sound demonic and it wouldn't work. So they pulled in this actress, Mercedes McCambridge, mm-hmm. um, who she was an alcoholic and oh. they actually ended up like she'd been off off booze for for ages, but they actually ended up getting her to drink whiskey and chain smoke and you know to, to get her voice like i'm sure they had a really distinctive voice but they got her to 
to do that again. In fact, no, she requested it. She requested um, to do that because she knew what it did to her voice. Um, and oh, it just right. made it extra creepy because it. I think it, it doesn't sound like a man. It doesn't sound like a woman. It sounds right, right in between. Um, and that scene just works really, really well. Um, yeah. yeah, that's that was a memorable scene for me. For me, it's the uh, the, the subway one where you kind of hear him. Mm. You can actually just see that he's like, it's like he's lost his mother, and that scene gives you that without you know really having to say anything. Uh, Janice gives it a five, a oh, solid five. The head turning backwards. <laughs> Ah, that, uh, how did Reagan survive that? I'm not sure. Like, Aye, um, that's I, I did question that myself. Like, I was like, um, <laughs> right the way around. It's like, right. even even if she'd come around, like, turned back into Reagan and went, "Oh yeah, bastard!" Right. <laughs> like, just some kind of acknowledgement that her head had been twisted round. Um, know, but nah, nothing. Memorable quote. You go first. Your mother sucks cock in hell. <laughs> Again, mine's just not this similar, but it's when she goes, Your mother's in here with those cameras. Would you like to leave a message? I'll see that she gets it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, uh, if anybody, in the next two minutes before we wrap up, if anybody has any memorable quotes, memorable scenes, please leave them in the comment section. Uh, we have enjoyed doing this here. Exorcist deep dive. Let's hear, let's hear. Let's hear deep dive's been a real treat, y'all. <laughs> Matthewman says it's a three for me. I'm more a chappy monster movie guy. Still enjoyed this one though, absolutely. John Fulton says, "Do you know what she did? Yeah, your counting daughter. <laughs> Do you know you what, know she, what did? she did? Your counting daughter." <laughs> Crappy, not chappy. I kind of thought that's what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> I love these chappy monster movies. <laughs> and they're just like that whole way through it. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a, a monster playing chappy. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, this is, it's been fun, and I love doing these deep Don't dives. talk shit. It's not been fun. It has been fun. The podcast has been fun. Sorry, the film was not... <laughs> It has been fun. The what the podcast and even rewatching it. It's been good for me. It's been giving me a reason to watch some older stuff when I really should more than I do, you know. But I always look mm. for that next thing. Uh Craig Matthewman. Top man. <laughs> He's a top man. Uh doing the artwork for this show. And just phenomenal work as always. So make sure to check him out on Facebook, Twitter, and all that jazz. Speaking of top man. One I'm second. Uh, we'll get to your top gun in a sec. Uh, Marv Dogger says five for the film, still has power to it. Um, that few films can equal or even yeah. can't equal. Totally agree. Totally agree, mate. No, yeah, a few films top... can. I think there's probably other films that, that can, but ah, okay. there's very few, very, very few. Aye, absolutely. Um, top gun, yeah. Yeah, when is he top gun? Gun? Two o'clock on Wednesday. Is that right? Two o'clock on Wednesday? Yeah. At the old Bathgate Cinema. Uh, get yourself along. Get your tickets at bathgatecinema.co.uk or phone their phone number. They've got a landline now, as well, uh, which is cool. Uh, 
getting another one for that. It broke. It broke. Getting another one. Get yourself along to Bathgate Cinema, Top Gun, 2 o'clock, Wednesday. I'm assuming there's other showings that day and throughout the rest of the week. Um, but that's when oh. I'm going. So I might see you there. We'll need to do a, a, a decent wee Top Gun episode to give, uh, to give praise to the new <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to disguise the fact I'm yawning, mate. Oh, oh, mate, I would long. never have fucking guessed. You, you covered it so well. <laughs> My days are long, long, like, long. This, this is how you cover a yawn, right? This is this is my normal yawn cover. I go like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't go. You can't. You can't go. Oh, hi, come on. <laughs> usually, usually I just go. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> you cover aye. a yawn. You cover a yawn as, as, about as well as you covered your laugh when I farted on the John Edmonds episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep, that is it. <laughs> hey, God rest, John Edmonds. Rest in peace. Yeah. Good nice guy. guy. Um, yes. Totally so... batshit, but nice guy. <laughs> well, it's deep now. <laughs> um, looking forward to the next deep dive uh, and the next paranormal patter. And the next Jibber Jabber podcast episode. Guys, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Thank you for joining us every night that you guys do. You guys make this so worth doing. You can also check us out now on Twitter. We're live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, go ahead and follow us everywhere. There's more really exciting stuff coming up. Really cool stuff. Chances for you guys that are Scottish-based to come along and meet us at some live shows but there'll be more on that very very soon thanks again for sticking with us guys and we'll always give you reasons to come back and the more we can give to you the absolute better we feel about it so like subscribe leave reviews all that cool stuff janice <laughs> you're an absolute doll <laughs> i think the point is to make us despair that's a good line yeah, absolutely. I'm like Janice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking, Janice. Right, guys, thank you very much, and we'll see you guys next week. J Mac, get it and see. Uh, no, thanks for being here and uh, continue to be here, and so will we. Take it easy, guys. See you next week. Your mother drinks coke in hell.